Hello everyone, in today's episode I'm joined with Brandon and in today's episode um, me and Brandon are going to be talking about um, chronic illnesses um, um, and I, I actually went on Brandon's podcast but um, he wasn't there at the time but uh, I thought I'll get him um, yeah. on mine because I've had um, most of um, the people on um, the, 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 the chronic power podcast if I'm saying that right Brandon. <laughs> yeah you're saying absolutely right. So, yeah. yeah. So, it, if you could just introduce yourself a little bit, Brandon. Okay. Well, my name is Brandon. Um, I'm 32 years old, even though I don't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have sickle cell anemia, which, uh, for the people that are not exactly sure, is a blood disease. And I'm from. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, I live in Fontana now, so I'm happy where I am. I got out the ghetto. <laughs> I'm messing with you, but uh, yeah, I'm, you know, uh, just happy to be here. You know, like after uh, dealing with uh, things like this so long, you just kind of take every day at a time. And, you know, today seems like it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Because I'm here with you and you know, I just got a new job, so I'm super happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally agree with like taking a day at, at a time because you, you never know what's going to happen. Um, like like with with your with a chronic illness you have, you don't know it's going to flare up or anything like that. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just take every day as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Um, could you explain a little bit about um the the um the different chronic illnesses you have uh brandon yeah so sickle cell anemia will be the big one and you're born with that so um uh, they discovered i had that when i was two i had the life expectancy of 12 and um what it is is you're you make more white blood cells than you make red blood cells so when you get too hot you get too cold uh if your blood, uh, our normal human being, blood cells destroy themselves after every 160 days, like a couple of them, ours destroy themselves after every 12 days. So when you get too hot or when you get too cold or you know when I'm in too high of an atmosphere, instead of my cells being circular shape, they turn into a sickle shape and they like latch onto each other, which causes, you know, blood to stop flowing through the body yeah. and it causes like this tremendous pain the only way i can explain it is saying that like it feels like if you were standing outside in zero degree weather and someone starts to step on you with football cleats or you know like and the other one i have which i just developed in in uh probably about a year and a half ago was uh, chronic asthma. And the way I got that was because of COVID. Okay. I caught COVID and COVID literally, uh, from what the doctor said, it stripped my lungs down to so uh, low of a value that now I need to use nebulizer or, um, you know, I always have to have an asthma pump on hand. So yeah, watch out for COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like when you caught COVID, like how 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 was you with that, um, Brandon? So the first time, I'm not. It was it was very scary because I had 
to where I could I could push out air, like I could I could exhale, but I couldn't inhale. So I would always be trying to take deep breaths. And I just remember it was it was December 31st. It was a New Year's Eve. And I was laying on my bed and every night I had to sleep propped up instead of sleeping flat because I couldn't get, you know, good air to come through. Uh, so I was propped up every night sleeping like this. And my family was downstairs celebrating because none of them had it at the time. So I just remember taking this short breath like that and I couldn't get any air in at all. And at that point I was like, oh no, I gotta go to the hospital. So <laughs> I got up and went to the hospital. And obviously, you know, it's a little, I think this is the first year of COVID. So this is around December. So there was still a little bit, you know, uncertainty when it came to that or people with COVID. So I was in the hospital for basically the entire two weeks. Um, and yeah, they took care of me in there. Uh, but at home, it was scary because I kept thinking like, oh, when I go to sleep, am I going to be able to breathe in my sleep? Am I going to, you know, like all of a sudden, am I going to, you know, die, you know, or, you know, you see this stuff on the news every day. It's, it's, it's you know, it's kind of, it's disturbing. So I thought that because I had it so bad that it was going to happen to me. And I know um, you said you've had James on. James has a yeah, yeah. cystic fibrosis to where all the mucus gets locked up. My my chest and my body was doing something similar to that. So I actually reached out to James and was like, dude, what do you do to break down the mucus? The mucus, I can't get it out. I'm spitting in cups and bottles and I'm filling up, you know, actual water bottles throughout the entire day, every day. And it was just like, it took probably about six months for me to stop, you know, uh, spitting in bottles and uh, so I think I have what they call, what is it called? Long COVID? Yeah. Where you like feel the effects. Yeah. The feel the yeah. effects and stuff like that afterwards. But it was, it was scary. So like now I'm real cautious with that because honestly, I was like, oh, it has a 99, 98.7% survivability rate. It, it's not that bad. I mean, when I had it, I, if I felt like it was bad. I've had it once since then, but it wasn't as bad at all. Like, so obviously that made me think like, you know, oh, did I have COVID that time? Or did I have like pneumonia, you know, yeah. like, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, it was, it was different. Yeah. It's scary, isn't it? Like the fear of getting COVID before you've got it. Um, like, um, I, I haven't got COVID before, but um, I can imagine like, um, like it's, it's a, it's a risky thing and it? it's like serious that um, especially when you have, chronic illnesses as well and like getting another one as well like like you um it must have been a, a scary time for you yeah it, it was definitely scary but um now i feel like um well at, at least here in the u.s like there's 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 like no such thing as like the common code anymore or like the flu you know, as soon as you go into the doctor's office or you call them on the phone for like a telehealth appointment, when you explain your symptoms, it's always COVID now. Yeah. You know, and and that's one thing that's been rough too, because now it's like everybody assumes everybody has COVID when it comes to 
like, oh, if you, you hear them cough or you hear them, you know, sneeze or, you know, they have like a little sniffle. It's like, oh, that person, you know, more than likely has COVID. So I was just telling, um, we were just talking about this. I was telling somebody like, man, I haven't heard nobody tell me like, oh, I have the flu, you know, but they're still giving out the flu shots. And, uh, and it, it just, it just seems like everything is actually COVID now too. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, I know what you mean because, like, the flu is, is, is the symptoms of the flu is quite similar to COVID. Um, so you like, like you think that most people have it. Like, if your friend says that they've got a chest infection or something like that, uh, or or just coming up with a cold, you, you probably automatically can presume it's COVID. And even though if a test that isn't negative, because it doesn't always do it straight away, um, these like yeah. COVID tests. But but yeah. It, like um it's like pretty like as you say pretty much 100 near enough 100 percent it's gonna be covid yeah yeah exactly that's the biggest part to me that's just like ah i know i've had covid before but everything isn't covid yeah i have a cold but there you know yeah yeah like but i think it's that way because like everyone gets covid different um, like I have long COVID. Some people, it's like a normal cold. It's different for everyone, um, and it's weird because like so sometimes people you live with don't get it, catch it off you. Um, it, it, it it's a weird one. Like COVID is it's just it's interesting, but but weird. Yeah, you know it's crazy. Like they, I've, I've, you know, it's not a new a new, um, what do you call it? It's not a new bacteria, you know, like if you look on like the Lysol cans and, you know, things like that all the way back to 1985, you know, they've had COVID on them forever. So I just wonder how it like became so prominent. Like I know they said that, oh, you know, it, it happened and, you know, I think it was Shanghai, I could be wrong. And then, you know, it, it just started to spread, but, you know, it was obviously around before that or, you know, some variants of it for them to already have it in, in books, you know, cause it's, it's been around for like, well, that, that I'm, that's four years before, four years before I was born. So like 37 years. Yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's annoying and tough times like at the moment. Um, I don't know what it's like um, in America with like restrictions and everything, but come, um, come March it's going to be nothing all restrictions are going to be gone um I don't know what it's like for you uh over there well we have a lot of mandates um which the, I know the government is you know each individual governor and um mayor are fighting against mandates except for the ones that you know obviously would like uh you know agree with the president but uh so there's right now it's it's hit or miss it, it goes by which state you're in and which city you're in you know like if you go up to to victorville california there's really no one wearing masks that's you know up the hill at seven thousand uh feet elevation um and then if you go to los angeles you can't go out to you can't, you can't go out to a restaurant you know without having your vaccination card and having a mask even though when you eat, you're going to take the mask off, obviously, 
But yeah, so I mean, obviously it depends. Like in New York, I know you can't, they just fired like 1500 people for refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine from getting, you know, vaccinated. And you can't eat there. You can't go out to a, a concert or, you know, football games, anything like that, if you don't have the vaccination in New York, which hasn't got quite that bad in California, but they still want, like, we went to Universal Studios uh, probably not too long ago, and you needed to show either a vaccination card or a negative COVID test within 72 hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy times, like, you have to have all this done. Like, um, I know over here, because, um, like, like, over here, it's crazy, really, um, like, what, what what's going on. Like, they go from all these restrictions to nothing. Um, and yeah. it's not like COVID is not here anymore. Um, and, and, and that's what people will think. Like, um, like, if people don't have something dampening their immune system and they feel like they've got COVID and that they can get over it because they've got some sort of immune system, um, that 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 they've COVID is not there, and it's hard. It's hard for people that have a dampened immune system, um, like to do to do, even to do things to meet people because of 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 just the risks. But um, I, I I always think that um, you, you still got to have a life, even in COVID times. Still got to try to do the things yeah. you want to do. Um, it can it is limited sometimes, but um. That's the thing you got to try. Just look after yourself, and then see where that goes. I think that's that's very important. Like you said, you still got to have a life. I, I feel like there's you have to um, you have to learn how to live with it. Because if it's not going nowhere, if it's going to be around for you know, obviously it's you know it, they're not going to wipe COVID out. So it's always going to be around. So it's something that you have to, you know, learn how to live with it. Just like we learned how to live with, you know, pneumonia, the flu, you know, the common cold, um, uh, all of these different other bacteria, you know, that cause, you know, people to get sick. It's just learning to live with them, you know, and I think that over there, they're going about it the right way because, I mean, you can't mandate people to do something and say, hey, if you don't do this, you lose your job. If you don't do this, you know, you, you can't go out to eat. It's like they're trying to forcefully tell people, hey, if you don't do it. And, and, and that's crazy because this country is supposed to be the land of opportunity of freedom, you know, and freedom of speech and to do things that. But if you're mandating people and saying like, hey, well, you are free, but if you don't get this shot, we gonna tell you can't go to work, so you can't make money. So, yeah. like, you know, that's kind of that's not uh, that doesn't seem like a democracy. That seems, you know, like a dictatorship. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, no, it is tough. Like, um, sometimes I think uh, because I've had four vaccinations now, including the fourth one mm -hmm. over here um, that you had for. It was a choice. People can have a fourth one if you're um if you've got a compromised immune system and, and i chose to <laughs> I, I suppose because I, I i would think the other ones would have run out <laughs> um because i like it's not the va the vaccine doesn't stop you getting from covid it just helps you a little bit but i think like because i take um for my crohn's i take 
Um, Drugs cancer patient takes so like Humira over. Um, I actually had that today. <laughs> I had my my, my current injection <laughs> a few hours ago. Um, every two weeks to have that. Um, I had a fire print, um, which really dampens my immune system. Um, vitamin D, B12, which helps with fatigue because for having a chronic illness, fatigue is quite a big thing. Um, for me, um, like that's tired, big, bro. You're tired all the time. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about that? Like, that's one yeah. of my biggest, like, uh, about chronic fatigue. Do you feel like people understand, like, if you have friends or let's say you're going out, you know, uh, you know, you go out with your friends, like, do they understand that, you know, you might just have to go home and rest, you know, uh, a little bit sooner than most people? Because I feel like, you know, with a lot of people, like, you know, and I've had even a hard time having, you know, my fiance to understand that, you know, like um, we get along pretty well, but when it comes to like the chronic fatigue, sometimes it's like, they kind of act like I'm trying to do it on purpose. You know, like, so do you get that as well sometimes? Yeah, I, 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 I'm like, I will talk like, of course my, uh, my friends will know of my Crohn's and stuff, but um, I don't mm -hmm. expect them to really understand fully. Um, like the people I live with, they do well they won't understand probably the, the lengths of how it feels but they will understand it because they're living with me but uh, friends like during the pandemic um brandon i've kind of um they've gone out like um doing their own thing really because of i've been kind of not locked in just trying to keep safe and stuff um like probably for the last two years like going out now and then but because they uh they mix about a lot um don't have come from my immune system themselves I like I meet up uh with some but I kind of lost contact due to pandemic really so um mm -hmm. like with fatigue um like some will understand some won't some probably probably won't care <laughs> um but but yeah like it's hard to explain is it like fatigue to someone especially when everyone gets fatigue anyway but we get it probably a lot more uh noticing the difference mm -hmm. as well because um i got diagnosed with Crohn's in 2017 and i noticed the difference before and now how much worse it is yeah 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 i agree um yeah i mean through the pandemic i think that's happened to a lot of people like you know we're friends and stuff but mm -hmm. i mean that's why we have things to keep us occupied. I always, I'm always watching anime, so that keeps me preoccupied, you know, <laughs> a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always it's always good to have something that keeps you occupied. Um, yeah. Like hobbies, like, um, I like, I, I like Doctor Who, so I, I, I like different stunts with that, like football over here, um, I watch that. Mm -hmm quite a lot of time um yeah but it's just stuff that keep, i like to keep busy like i don't want to be just sitting there staring at a wall <laughs> yeah i understand that we we uh i don't know i would say like at first like my my getaway from you know like even having the chronic illness was you know uh, i started you know working out and competing in like uh men's you know like physique and bodybuilding for 
I did it like for like six years and it was it was so fun. But like, you know, eventually that stuff starts to wear on your body with you having a chronic illness. So it's not like I don't work out anymore. I just don't do it to the same level as far as trying to do like the competitions and stuff. But since then, I would say one of my main getaways is either video games, obviously going to work and then um, watching, you know, uh, anime or reading, you know, cause I have like a large collection of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so like Star Wars or like um, anything with superheroes, it just okay. catches my attention so I can be elsewhere sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what games do you like to play? Uh, so me and my fiance, we only play one game together because she only likes one game and that's Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> uh, otherwise, I play Call of Duty. Uh, I play uh, NBA 2K sometimes. I also play, I love fighting games. It's my favorite genre. So I play Tekken. I play uh, Street Fighter. I play Mortal Kombat. Um, I play King of Fighters. Uh, I like RPGs. Uh, so Monster Hunter World, um, the Elder Scrolls, and then my favorite game of all time is the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, no. um, which isn't, you know, uh, a MMO. But I played World of Warcraft on PC for like 16 years. And um, that was fun. Uh, me and my yeah. brother used to play all the time. We'd be on for like 16 hours a day and only eat like microwave burritos. We lost so many relationships to other friends because we would just be in the house with both of our laptops or, you know, we had built our own PCs and we would just be in the house together playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I so don't have to quit that. that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I, it's, it's really nice. It's like a getaway, isn't it? Just just doing your own thing. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a getaway. I mean, because sometimes it makes you... You know, in those games, sometimes it makes you feel, I don't want to say necessarily normal, but I mean, if you can do some incredible things in these games, you know, um, it makes you forget sometimes about, you know, what's going on inside your own body. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I've had like, um, I want to say like 14 surgeries. Uh, and I remember, uh, like I said, I've always been pretty active when it came to sports. I remember um, there was a time where I had to, we, uh, I was playing basketball and I had, I used to have this thing, a porta cap right here in my chest. So it was for needles, you know, for them to be able to access me without like uh, getting into my veins because my veins had all turned into scar, to, scar tissue by the time I was 13. Wow. So, um, yeah, I had this thing in my chest for about six years and I hated it because I had to be almost so timid with it. Like, you know, I was trying to play sports and it was always a, oh, but what if I get hit in that? You know, what if somebody accidentally hits me there? Because you weren't supposed to touch it really at all. Or, you know, obviously getting hit in it because it could fall on your heart. But I don't know. My attitude was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't care. I'm going to go play sports no matter what. So I faked. I knew my own doctor wouldn't do it. 
Uh, but I faked uh, the physical, the four. Yeah. I went into like a local's doctor, a local doctor office. And obviously they didn't look around my whole body or take blood or anything. They just wanted to see the shape that I was in. Could I physically play sports? So they passed me and I was to play sports. So I was playing basketball and football. And then my, uh, my doctor found out about it. Huh. And he was a good, he was like a father figure to me. So I don't know if I can say it, but what he had told me, he was like, hey, I heard that you're playing sports. And I said, yeah, I've been doing it for like a year now. He said, so all this time you've been coming in and telling me you haven't been doing anything? And I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm going to kick your ass, Brandon. <laughs> uh, so he was like, well, we got to take that thing out because I can't have you, you know, playing sports and, you know, being physical and, you know, having contact and something could possibly happen. And so I got it taken out. Uh, like I said, through a surgery. And yeah, ever since then, I was like, you know what? Like there were like these years where I just couldn't do anything, you know? And I want to say like, moving there like Star Wars, you know, video games, those were my getaways. Like they took me to a place where I felt like I could never go to, you know, like watching, you know, Goku do something on screen, power enough to become a Super Saiyan. It made me some in some way feel powerful. Yeah. So that's why to this day I've just like never let any of those go, you know, and gotten into it even deeper because it was just a connection I had because I wanted to be powerful, you know. I wanted to, you know, be big and strong like I saw, you know, these guys on, you know, in wrestling or like I said, in anime or different TV shows. And it just didn't seem possible when I had that porta cap on my chest. Older, they asked me all the time, oh, do you want to get another one? And I'm like, no, never would do it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it like, for me, when I, um, that, that's like my getaway as well, just playing a, a video game. Um, like, uh, since, mm-hmm. like, I kind of transferred this room into a gaming room, really, so it has like, nice lights going around like like I, I like like a gaming room so so yeah i, I play yeah. all, all sort of like like you i like different fighting games um like it's just it's a nice getaway especially if you're having a bad day um just to uh if you're if you're angry or something like like um to take out on the game <laughs> um but um but yeah it's i feel like like it, it helps um, because stress is a is a big impact with having a chronic illness as well. Um, stress, so it helps gaming. I, I suppose it helps that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So we have that in common. That's a good thing. You know yeah. that's uh. So, oh, uh, what's your what's your curls like? Um, do you ever feel like? Have you ever felt like do you do you just openly tell people? Because I see obviously you have your own podcast, and you know, like you know, I'm on a podcast, but like, do you openly just go around and tell people? Like, do you advocate for uh, Crohn's like openly, or do you you know do you kind of keep it like on the hush? Um, like when I was diagnosed, I wasn't very open about it. Um, 
because I was in my last year of school um, and I got diagnosed when it was like at exams and stuff. So I kind of had to, even though I never knew of Crohn's before I got diagnosed, I told the teacher and they, they, they understood. Um, like the feeling, I, I always say the feeling I had was a, like a burning feeling in my stomach and um, it was, it was, it wasn't nice. Um, I was still going to school and stuff because I knew I was catching up anyway and like before that I lost a lot of weight so that was another sign and I wasn't eating um but but then it was a struggle for me to tell people um but now um I created a podcast and advocating pages 2020 so shortly after the pandemic began I suppose and that helped the pandemic Although it's had lots of bad things, the pandemic's helped in a way of probably me to speak out more and have more time to do that. Um, so I wouldn't, like, I'll, I'll speak to more people that understand um, than other people that who don't. So, like, I won't go bragging to a friend of mine. Um, possibly more now um, in a pandemic, not being able to do uh, meetups or, or stuff like that. But yeah, I would say I, I am pretty open to it. Like, um, but I do, I don't like. Um, I haven't found I've been judged a lot, but I, I do. Um, I would say I'm pretty open about it. Um, like, if I speak to another person, I like to kind of relate to them and differences and similar things. Yeah. yeah. The uh, is. I don't know, I just feel like it's tough telling, you know, certain people because I, I I know when I was in high school, I tried to keep that secret until basically, you know, people found out. Like, I think that who needed to know knew. Like, you know, my coaches knew and, you know, some of my teachers knew. Yeah. But with the kids, I wouldn't try to tell a lot of them because, I mean, you're high, high school. It's almost, it's almost like everything's fair game. You know, like everything, it doesn't matter what it is. And I just don't have really good memories from, you know, when people found out about my sickle cell that they would say anything nice. Like I had my own teammates would, you know, say different things about, you know, me having sickle cell and stuff like that. Like, you know, make jokes. So I know at the time I went through a real like insecure period where I just didn't feel like I could let anybody know or let anybody in. And then you find out that, you know, after you graduate, that that was such a small part of your life. And, you know, not to say you don't remember it, but you look back and you're like, man, like I should have been more open and, and brave about it. Like, you know, some, those are some of my, my only regrets. What, um, what age did you find out that you had uh, Crohn's? Um, like it all came out about I had a coconolostopy. Um, that's how I got diagnosed. Um, and like I had to fight to get appointments because doctors and, and people weren't, weren't bothered really. I'd say um, I was gonna have. They said to wait another month before I got tested for for what was going on, and said I can't have that. I'll be like. The thing was, the consultant said that it's a good job I got what well, I did it how I did it. Otherwise, I would have had surgery. 
um, and I've not, I haven't had surgery. Um, I have before, but I like not to do with my crimes. Um, so yeah, I got diagnosed with that having a, a colonoscopy, um, and yeah, I didn't know what it was, um, and yeah, I kind of was given a leaflet, not knowing much about it. Um, me thinking it's like an illness that you could probably get over at the time because I had no idea what it was. And and then I didn't know anyone else that had it either. So I thought I was the only one at the time. And then uh, I noticed more other people have it. More people have different chronic illnesses as well that are similar um, in ways. Um, but yeah, I suppose the hardest part was getting diagnosed and finding <coughs> out about it. crazy how your world expands as soon as you find out that you have you know like they diagnose you and your yeah. world just like it just expands because like you said you didn't even know what Crohn's was and obviously there's so many things where I didn't know where what it was until either we had them on chronic power or um you know certain people reached out to me but even with me having a chronic illness, there's so many things that when people are like, oh, you know, I have this, I'm like, oh, I gotta go Google that, you know, just to make sure I know what it is. So like, how did you do research afterwards? Like, did you go out and start Googling things? Like, or did you just rely all on the doctors to tell you what, what, what it was? Um, I think it, it came like, I think most people that are diagnosed um, tend to, go on Google, research it, um, what it's about. And that's actually what I did. I, I regret that now. I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of things coming up. Um, stoma bags, surgeries, um, medications. And yeah, I did that. And then consultant IBD nurses tell me a little bit about it, but it's quite hard to process it all at first. Um, and yeah, I... It was it was tough that part um, because yeah I, I, I and then I went to um, events like um, there was a walk it in London where everyone has Crohn's or ulcerative colitis that comes on under IBD um, for extra bowel disease so that comes but well, I've enjoyed meeting people um, I would like to meet more <laughs> but uh, COVID hasn't helped mm -hmm. um, with that part. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, what what I like about doing a podcast and what it's just seeing uh, new people all the time. Um, I like that. That's probably helped with my Crohn's and stuff, and being able to do something to keep occupied. So, so yeah, Crohn's is um, was pretty tough. Like chronic illness is always tough, but especially at the start, I'd say. You okay? So. Like you said, it's pretty tough. Do you feel like the doctors, like, okay, this is what I feel like. Do you ever feel like the doctors, like, did things kind of slow for you? Like, I always feel like, okay, there's good doctors and obviously there's bad doctors. That's in every profession. Yeah. So, because when you say like, oh, when you question the doctor, I think that they feel like that there's like a superiority that they automatically have because they went to school for, obviously healthcare, but like, I've just remember like talking to different doctors, maybe in the ER 
and them telling me, oh yeah, well, okay, so, oh, you have sickle cell, this, this, that, that, and it's very by the book. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't apply to me. Like those specific ones, like, and then some of it is so basic that I don't know. I just feel like maybe the research isn't correct. I remember when I, my uh, last year something happened to my gallbladder, so I had to get my gallbladder removed. And afterwards, it wasn't the gallbladder pain that was hurting after uh, after the surgery, or you know that area. It was because I had went into a sickle cell crisis because of the fact of going into surgery. And so afterwards, my whole body was hurting. And I was telling the doctor, like, dude, I need the right meds because my whole body is hurting. And he came in and he was like, I know that you're not in a sickle cell crisis. And I said, wait, what? And he, he said, I said, okay, explain to me what a sickle cell crisis looks like. And he, was, and he couldn't necessarily answer. And then I said, well, what makes you think that you know more about my condition than I do when I've lived with it yeah. because of books. And he was like, my, my degrees tell me different. And I said, well, just because you have degrees doesn't necessarily mean that you know more about a certain subject than me. I said, I'm pretty sure that I could talk to you about, cause I'm into this like time warps yeah. and, um, you know, uh, things like that. Uh, so I was like, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure that I could sit here right now and explain to you how time warp, warp works, and you probably possibly wouldn't understand it just because I've done so much research on it because I that's something I am into. So my me having sickle cell, just because you were, you know, I'm not gonna say okay, you you don't know more about this than I do, hmm. you know, because I have to live with it. When you go home and you go to bed and you're resting, you know, I'm still living with it. So do you ever feel? Like, have you ever felt that way? Like, has anybody ever made you feel like, you know what? Like, oh, like you tell them, oh, like I have Crohn's and they're like, oh, well, one time, you know, I ate a burrito. So my stomach was hurting so bad, you know, that time where <laughs> yeah. I, I understand what you're going through. Yeah, I, I, like when I was saying to someone that maybe just seen once or twice, it might be in the hospital, it might just be a person in the public. Um, I'll say I've got Crohn's um, and they'll say, oh, yeah, I, I know what that is. Um, my friend's got that. Um, and then they also may resume they know what it is. Like, they know how it feels. It can't, it, that's what it comes across, really. Um, and, like, I suppose it's annoying when they say, it's, it's, it's good that the word's getting out there, that like more people know about it and stuff. But it's annoying that they say, uh, like, they act like they know exactly what it is, what it involves, what it does. Because Crohn's get this very... It's very complicated because um, it gets misled, like with IBD, that that's misled to IBS because they're two completely different things. Um, like one mm -hmm. um, is more prone to me medications, um, or the, both medication more. One more is prone to having surgery, and one not as much. Um, and it's annoying when, like, like how do you feel, uh, Brandon? Like, um, like different doctors or like 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 and you have to explain um your condition like your 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 chronic illness to one and then you have to say the same thing to another one and another one like how, how do you feel like when you have to do that 
it gets a little old because with doctors, I feel like that obviously they should know, but I think it's the same with Crohn's. It's not the most it's not the most popular, you know, chronic illness. And there are some chronic illnesses that are more popular than others. You know, like if someone has, you know, if someone has cancer, the world is at their feet. I don't mean it like that, but everyone knows what cancer is, you know, and yeah. there's there's so much studies and so much, you know, so much, um, what do you say? So, so much backing and funding that goes into those type of things for people to know what the, exactly those are, you know? So um, I feel like when they're, they're talking to me about it, like, and they keep asking me the same question over and over and over and over again, I just am like, well, I just kind of answered that, you know, um, but I tell them because obviously if they don't know, then, you know, I, it's not like I can't say, especially when, if I'm in the hospital at the time, like, but it does get old and it's a little bit annoying just because I feel like that these are things that they should just know. Now the general public, you know, when they ask questions about things like that, I, you know, I, I, I just assume that they don't know what it is in the first place. Um, one, you're not going to know what it is. Most people, unless you're in the African-American community. The other thing is you're not going to know what it is unless, you know, you've been in some type of class, you know, because I remember like I've gotten asked to do things like, oh, come and talk in front of students because this this week they're going to find out what sickle cell is. And then, you know, even had them do some reporting on me and they'd be like, yeah, sickle cell is a is a disease where every single day your body is in tremendous pain. And I'm looking over like, I'm not in pain every day. Like, <laughs> like I'm in pain sometimes, but not every day. Like that doesn't, you know, apply to me. So I do think it's, it's, it's certain people that, you know, it's like we wear the same shirt, but somebody's going to look different in it. You know, the shirt's not going to look the same, you know? Yeah. So I, I do believe that about the chronic illnesses too. Like certain people wear, like how you wear yours, you wear yours like a badge. It's, it's proud, you know, you're proud of it at the same time. Like, you know, because one, like you said, you get to meet people, you get to help people, you get to bring people on him and let them vent out their frustrations that they might have. That's, you know, somebody else that has Crohn's probably doesn't wear it like that. They probably, you know, keep it so, you know, they don't want anyone to know. You know, they just try to, you know, hide it at every turn. They don't wear it probably, you know. So I think that's kind of like how I'm with my sickle cell. I just, I try to give people that information because I wear it so proudly. But at the same time, it's like, you know, obviously everyone's not going to understand. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> It'd be nice if they could, but it'd uh, be much easier, wouldn't it? Um, if everyone understood every single uh, illness out there. You know, it would be cool if you could just be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to let you borrow this for a week. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bring it back to me when, you, when, when, you, when you're fed up with it. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is annoying. And like, oh, like, like yeah, like with, with chronic illnesses, there's like, like as you say, like uh, someone's gonna wear a, a different top, the different than I would. Like um, yeah, it's 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 just something like that, and like like it's it's very draining, right as well. Um, even just talking about it to a person that um, 
who's no who doesn't know much about it and you feel like um like you feel like because you should probably if 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 this is this won't be everyone but if uh, one person decides i speak to my about my chronic illness to a lot of people and then you're speaking to someone that doesn't and you feel like um you wonder how they don't know when the word goes around quite a lot about one specific illness yeah exactly yeah so um another question one more question i have for you was what made you aspire to to make your podcast like what what made you want to want to do this i think what made me do it was um like i didn't know much about podcasts really at the start um like I discovered it shortly after the pandemic started. And then I, I decided, um, hang on a minute, um, this pandemic is not going to go away. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high risk to catching things anyway. So I'll keep myself occupied. Um, so at the start, I was talking to myself. <laughs> I was talking to myself, I was, um, about my Crohn's, um, about autism as well. Uh, and, and just a few different topics at the start. Then I thought I'll get a few, I'll get a guest on, see how that does and like talk to them. Um, and then it worked out. And then I decided to put it episodes and series and stuff like that, um, which is quite cool. Like it's quite cool. Like if you're watching a television series, try a little bit like that. Um, series finales, um, series starts. And I thought it was all pretty cool to start with. So getting out of the way the name and the badge was probably the most complicated part um and then what inspired me was that like this was shortly after creating like an instagram account page uh to for an, to be an advocate so sharing all, all different stories and i thought it, it, it's really interesting to speak to new people and, and not only just speaking to new people meeting new people making new friends and stuff and i thought it's amazing to do that um but online is a, is a big thing um like it's like like you're from america it's, it's really cool like uh i find like you're speaking on here like a million miles away most probably i'm from the uk you're from america like you, you, you of course do a podcast with um with different people um with, with different um chronic illnesses and you all are sporty as well um so you're you're into your sports and yeah it's just cool isn't it just like one afternoon or one evening one morning you're just speaking about um like each other's lives mm -hmm. that's that you know what's crazy about that is just the fact that what you just said it's basically like all walks of life and the fact like you know you are where you are and i am where i am like that's the cool part like think about it, like 20 years ago it basically been impossible to talk to somebody you know, in Britain and England, you know, or, you know, Australia and, you know, Japan. And now that's all possible with the click of a button. That's pretty cool when you think about it like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I was speaking to people from Australia, Scotland, Wales. I can name quite a lot of countries. <laughs> I think one more, yeah. one's from Belgium. It, it's, all, it's all really cool. Like, you speak to different people. Um, different experiences it's nice to hear about their about the healthcare system like like it's, it's all different everywhere like the support the the help the uh 
advice and yeah it's just really interesting like like just having a conversation with someone that is going to be a million miles away um from yourself yeah uh but that but that's what i was telling that's why you know we got to bridge that gap you know when i i keep telling chris you know like the, the guy on my podcast i gotta come out there i gotta experience it just yeah. once because I've been outside of America maybe twice, but that was just to visit. Well, I was, you know, born in LA, but we lived in Belize for two years, you know, because that's where my father's from. So, you know, I've been to, you know, like visit him or, you know, to, where did we go? We went to, we went to Ghana once, you know? So like, I've been like, you know, uh, Europe is in my is in my definitely is something that I definitely want to do soon because you know but that flight was like 15 hours yeah um need a long sleep <laughs> yeah I, I could probably finish a whole I'll probably be able to watch the whole animated series of one piece before I get off the plane so yeah uh, it's it's just you know it's interesting. So, um, yeah. You have any other questions for me? Um, just the last few things. Um, I wanted to speak about like I know you said before that um, like you you said your mum has Crohn's, um, Brandon. Yeah. 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 Like yeah, um, my mom has Crohn's. Um, she has Crohn's and um. Uh, endometriosis so uh, like I said I've seen her deal with that and and sometimes like you know like it's just like you know when when nature calls it's like she can't you know like there's nothing that she could do about it mm. and I've seen how like basically uh what do you what's the word for it you know when you're going somewhere and it's just like oh oh uh, inconvenience it's definitely a major inconvenience because you just don't know like and that's what sucks about it like it's not planned there's no there's no holding there's no like oh i'll go do this thing like it's like and then there's so much different things going on with her stomach all the time like she was just supposed to go have surgery um tuesday and then they were like yeah we're, you know you're gonna come in for surgery and everything will be good but then when she got there, they were like, oh, your COVID test was positive. So you can't get the surgery. Like they canceled the entire surgery. And I know she was kind of bummed about it because she really wanted to get her surgery done, you know, and stuff, you know, that had to do with her um, stomach, but it wasn't able to happen. And you never know why it wasn't able to happen, but um, yeah, I see her struggle with that all, like literally all the time. So. I don't know what it's like. I always tell her that, like, you know, I don't know what it's like because I, I don't feel it. You know, I'm just from the outside looking in, but it looks like it's just, it sucks, you know? Like, yeah. That, that just looks like, man, like, oh man, that sucks. Like, and, and then it's like, you know, even though you have a chronic illness yourself, you're happy that you don't have to go through certain things, you know, like from the outside looking in, like, so I always feel like there's always things that, you know, you're like, oh man, it could be worse, you know, or 
this could happen or that could happen, you know, like just be content in the fact that, you know, you have one because um, I just had a cousin that died from type one diabetes, which what Chris has yeah. at 24 years old, you know, um, at 24 years old. And she lost like basically um, all of her motor, motor skills like four years ago. So she was basically almost be basically bedridden for the last four years of her life. She never really got to experience, you know, anything just because, you know, oh, type one diabetes. That's so everything is somewhat serious. You can you can't say like, you know, like, oh, this is worse than this. This is worse than this. Oh, my like, No, it's everything has something that can really take you out of here. It just depends on if your body can handle it or how you, you know, how you take up the fight. So, yeah, my mom is the one that did, you know, installed a lot of the the values that I have as far as like, oh, you're not gonna let anything beat you. You're gonna beat it, you know. You know, sick, you have sickle cell, not sickle cell has you type of, you know, attitude. And um, yeah, both of my brothers actually have sickle cell as well. Because okay. there's three of us and they were both born with sickle cell too. They they have sickle beta cell, which is supposed to be like the the more mild version, but it actually in them, it seems like they get sick more than I do as far as hospital visits and hospital stays. Yeah. One of my brothers in the hospitals like at least every two months for two or two weeks, you know, at a time. And yeah, I mean, it's like the feeling of even having it was scary because, you know, like when I was growing up, there were so many experimental things I did to try to further the research for sickle cell. So like, I don't know if you know, I just had a, a son six months ago. Hmm. I was told I couldn't even have kids. So that was like a huge, like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> what? So, yeah. Are you sure? You know, and then, yeah, like it was, and you know, what's crazy about that is because I always wanted to be a father. Obviously, I didn't want my son to have sickle cell, which thank goodness he does not. But um, it was just like a, a such a huge turnaround because I was like, I already had kind of accepted that destiny. Like I'm 31 years old at the time. I'm like, okay, I'm 31. I don't have them. More than likely, I'm not going to have kids. So, you know, like it is what it is. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. It must have been, um, yeah, it must have been a shock, especially when you got told that you, you might not be able to. So, uh, yeah. So, like, um, it, it is like, um, it, is that like um, the chronic illness you have? Does it, um, do people get it later on in life or is it mostly when you're born? Well, it's, it's a, uh, it's you have to be born with it because of the fact that um, it comes from Africa. So you have to have like, you know, close descendants from Africa. And also it, it's like, a, it was like a, a thing where they were tweaking people's genes to try and withstand malaria. Cause in, in around, I think a hundred years ago, malaria was killing off of, you know, thousands hundreds of thousands of people in africa so they were trying to figure out okay let's figure out a way where people can you know um fight it so i can't catch malaria if i was to go there but 
because of that, that's how the sickle cell genius came through. It's basically where like, you know, like the DNA got screwed up. Yeah. So yeah. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that actually have it, like, you know, I've had friends and I've had uh, people that I went to, you know, um, college with me that had it. And, you know, I just know that a lot of them would be like, man, I'm tired. I'm already tired. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, you know, I just want to go to sleep and, and just like never wake up. So it, it can definitely be a stressful thing, you know? And I've had those times. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I've never had those times where I played like the woe is me, you know? And I've just been like, man, I'm so tired. But, you know, I always try to manage to pick myself up back some way. But there's people that don't pick themselves up, you know? And they're not here no more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you mean. Um, with my Crohn's, I actually have a, it's called Patchy Pants. Um, it's, it's like the worst form of Crohn's you can get. Um, so when I got told that, obviously weren't happy, but like, um, yeah, like there's all sorts of forms of things you can get like with Crohn's, like people, um, it's like any chronic illness, like that you'll find, um, like a lot of people have surgeries, some won't, some can have, um, style bags that help with with the with with like your crones um but for me like i'm fortunate like um but there's a um for my age that i got diagnosed i classed it as young like i was about 16 turning 17 when i got diagnosed and i'm now 20 20 i'm 20 now <laughs> um so me um being young i got told that um quite likely that I will have surgery at some point in my life. Um, I'm, I'm happy it's not yet, um, <laughs> um, but um, I, I probably will one day. Um, but I can move across I don't, but um, like, um, like the thing is I can go into a flare at, in and out. Like recently, last year, um, I had a um, sigmoid osteopathy just to check things. Um, like everything was okay but I wasn't a flare but it wasn't a painful one um it was just one where my my Crohn's levels were out of range so um them being out of range meant uh possibly medications were having antibodies um which apparently for one of them I'm on Hemira is allowed a little bit over so mm -hmm. I can stay on it um and the thing is I have to be on a certain medication like for example this Hemira for a few more years uh because of course you can't stay on a medication forever um i'll be allowed to not go on it and try something try with no medication see how it goes because i think for most people have a chronic illness that's the aim not to be on any uh, because if you're on none you know, I suppose you gain a little bit more of the immune system um because that's what we want <laughs> it's annoying not having much of one um in the times we live in at the moment but um but yeah like um when I got told that I had the worst one of the worst forms of Crohn's uh I wasn't very happy about it but you can't really do nothing and like like we said before we have to try and live our life as best as we can um and like you said earlier uh, it comes up quite a lot as well um like like um like, like we don't have like 
the, the Crohn's or the, the chronic illness might have us, but we don't have it. So we're, we're fighting every day just to try and overcome the different struggles that we have. Yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely true. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but Brandon, um, last thing I wanted to ask, is there like any like advice that you'd give other people uh, with uh, a chronic illness? Uh, yeah, is there any, any advice that you would uh, you'd say? Um, the advice I would give is be yourself. You're born with a chronic illness or whether you develop one, you know, um, we have to stick together. Um, and that transcends everything that transcends, you know, uh, nationality, background, ethnicity, that this is something that we understand that, you know, a lot of other people may not, and don't try to get so many people to understand where, you know, because a lot of them will never understand, you know, we us as human beings, you know, we worry about what's within. So worry about what's in yourself, within yourself, and be proud of who you are. You're gonna go through tough times, you're gonna go through good times, but when you go through those times, just remember that life is precious. You don't know how long we have. You know, there are people that are gone, like I said, my life expectancy was 12. I've been here 20 years longer than what they said I was supposed to be here. So just live every day like it's your last, and you know, don't put off things so much like, oh, yeah, I'll do this next month. I'll do this next year. You know, no, if you have plans of going on a vacation that you always want to do, try to do it as soon as possible. You know, see if you have the finances for it and, you know, go because the world that we live in changes every day. Something new is happening every day. So just be who you are, be confident, be strong and if you feel like ever feel like you're weak, reach out to people that are like-minded and go through similar situations so that you can gain some of their strength. Yeah. 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 I think that's some really good advice, Brett, um, Brandon, because I know like, uh, like you say, like you've, you've beaten like the, the limit that, that they said that you would live by. Um, I know James has as well, because I, I know, I know he said, um, like he 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 had the um life like 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 you um so yeah so like you you've done really well and like yeah like as you say uh, uh, every day to take it as it comes because um like you've beaten you've beaten one thing um where you can beat beat another. Mhm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, 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 thank you again, um, Brandon. It's been a really nice talking to you today. Oh yeah. 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 Well, well, thank you again, and um, please check check uh, Brandon out on um, a, a podcast he's on called the the, the 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 Chronic Power Podcast as well. Yep. Yeah. Every every week. <laughs> every week. Every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank thanks again, Brandon. No problem. Thank you for having me, Mason. It was fun. <laughs>